This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yeah. Blue Three in the morning on the West Side Highway, yeah. top down, the baby. Motivation for me. Fuck y'all. It's me what I could not be. Oh, well. Special dedication. Thank y'all. I want to thank you for the fuel. No, really, thank you. Hey, y'all gotta hear this shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. I felt so inspired by what my teacher said. Said I either be dead or be a reefer head. I'm not sure if that's how adults should speak to kids. Especially when the only thing I did was speak in class. I teach his yes. ass, even better is what my uncle did. I pop my demo tape and start to beat my head. Yeah. Peeked out my eye, see if he was beating heads. Yeah. He might as well said be the kid, he's on the list. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all already know who it is, man. It's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. Welcome back to another week of This Week in Culture, episode 125. I'm your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad and a.k.a. the comment curator and one half of the culture. And I got my dog with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. Jay Johnson 313 on all the socials and um, the other half of the culture. What's poppin'? Follow us at This Week in Culture on all the social medias. Follow Jay at jjohnson313 on everything. Follow me at Trinidad and in This Week in Culture on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, it is woo, hell of a week. Um, this Week in Culture, we review the season one mid-season finale of Power Book 2, episode five. Not sure why they felt like a mid-season finale for a brand new rollout was necessary and they gonna drag this to December, but if they don't mind stars losing subscriptions, nigga, for a couple months, fuck it. Basically that's what it's for. I mean, that's that's all it is, man. I saw some uh some numbers after like the first two episodes. They were talking about how this was the highest amount of subscriptions for any stars show ever. And da da da. I was like, cause y'all disbanded from Comcast and then forced everyone to get stars via the app. <laughs> Nigga, like, y'all ain't do no magic here, bro. But we gonna talk about the midseason finale, all of uh Tariq and Tasha's shenanigans and shit they got into. Before we get into that, man, wanna thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rock with us, everybody who's in the Facebook group right now. Um, we do have the threads for both power and lovecraft culture going right now so uh if you want to join in let us know what your thoughts about the episode were and just have some good fun man go find us at this week in culture on facebook join the group i'll let you in as soon as i see it you should be able to find the threads pretty uh pretty quickly and yeah man we in there talking appreciate everybody that's contributing to uh to the culture man uh shit man before we get into the episode like we always do at this time man what was your thoughts on the episode itself uh, I'm half and half, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. half and half. Uh, there was definitely a lot of movement. Facts. There was a lot Facts. of movement, and it was kind of a couple. Eh, they uh, they reaching to get a lot of the movement that they got going on. Like, I like some of the shit they kicking off, but it's such a reach how they getting there that it's like. I like oh season six is sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We getting there, man. Some of that uh unbelievability 
is is real high on this uh this episode. I feel the same way. I thought it was eh, like it was some stuff I really liked. Yeah. And it was some shit that I really was just like uh, for real though. Do, like do. that's what we that's how we approaching that. But we going to get into all that, man. You um, was also right. Oh man. I man. was like this nigga. Man, he saw what I didn't see. Hell of a We played it back on the show and was like, "Fam, nah, but you saw hell of a hell of a prediction there uh, from episode one. We gonna talk about that later too, man. You know me and Jay like to stay humble when we write about shit. Um, <laughs> so we we gonna talk about that. Uh, before we get into anything power related, I want to say a big big rest in peace to Thomas Jefferson Bird. Um, y'all might know him uh, from Set It Off as Luther. You might know him from uh, a million Spike Lee films. He was in Bamboozled, Bamboozled, Chirac, Red Hook Summer, He Got Game, Get on the Bus, Girl Six, Clockers, um, Sweet Blood of Jesus. Uh, what's the what's the most recent one? The joint with um that just came out, The Five Bloods. He's in oh. there too. Oh, I didn't like. Make yeah, it man. Thing. Dog is uh he's involved in a lot of Spike Lee films and um I think like all every since Spike met him he's been in every single one. Yeah, man. And um again, you you might be familiar with him Thomas Jefferson Bird killed last night in Atlanta. Um tragic like very tragically murdered. Um said he got shot in his back. Not a whole lot of details there, but I uh, hate to hear about that, man. He's a uh, Tony uh nominated actor really really big on broadway and again had some really memorable roles in a lot of uh cultural films so wanted to say rest in peace to him man like when i was uh shout out to the guy spike lee was posting uh clips of him mm-hmm. that spot he had from um bamboozle powerful on stage powerful like one he cracked me the fuck up yeah yeah but what he was saying was so spot on yep. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yep then he hit you with the Macbeth. Like was yeah. basically what nigga was trying to say. Like Dog, it was like, it was spot on, man. And you could tell in his voice that he's one of them classically trained actors. Like that ain't just, even though some of the roles we were familiar with him for were like some hood shit. So it's like you might think that you dealing with just a random nigga off the street, but it's like nah, he really does what he did, man, and, and he did it well. That um that because they showed he he had put the he posted the clip from Bamboozle. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why, but last week I posted something from Bamboozle. No, Drake. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake yep, the blackface shit. Which basically means that we got to do um, a throwback um, Bamboozle for the culture. Yeah, one time, man. Uh, so big rest in peace to him and salute to Spike, man. I, I love when we have black directors who have staples in their, in their cast. Like, no matter what. Because you see it with a lot of white actors. Like, Adam Sandler is known for that. Like, Adam get his crew in every movie that he's a part of. You know who I like who doing that? Who that? All the the, the, the movies that are produced um, physically here in Detroit. Yeah. It's the same crew. Yeah. They don't play the exact same character, yeah. but it's the same crew in each movie. Yep. And I'm cool with that. I like I'm, that. I'm, and I like that. And it's, he, they get to show their range because they play a different type of character. In every film, and every day role. you might yeah. be the bad guy. You might be the cop. You might be the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I appreciate that. Keeping it in um, black entertainment and black directors, um, Barry Jenkins from Moonlight fame and Beale Street fame. Um, Barry Jenkins has been tapped 
to direct the next Lion King. So they're doing a follow-up on the live-action joint that came out with Beyonce, Childish Gambino, that whole big cast from last year. So I never saw the the, the remix, yeah. the follow-up to the cartoon Lion King. Yeah, yeah, so you never saw the live-action joint. Well, I saw the live-action Lion King. Yeah. But there was a Lion King part two that came out. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Well. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw that either. I never watched that. I had that, no interest in so that. So I don't know if I'm going to have interest Honestly, in Honestly, until you just said that, I, I forgot that they even had a follow-up to the cartoon. Yeah. Um, but the follow-up to- Even. Yeah. And a Timon, Timon and Pumbaa spinoff. But Barry Jenkins, uh, Disney tapped him in for the live-action Lion King 2. So we'll see, uh, see where that goes. They ain't really said if- Beyonce and Childish and James Earl Jones and all the people from the first part are involved, but I feel like they got to be. If you don't, then who was going to see it? <laughs> well, off top, if James Earl ain't there, I don't even know why I'm there, nigga, because I don't care if Mufasa did. Come speak to me, nigga. Say words. Well, you know why they probably kicking this shit off? Because hmm. in COVID, all y'all need is y'all voice. Facts. Facts. We can get these movies off. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. got to be around people. That animated live action situation. Yeah. Y'all can be in multiple studios and, you know, just talk. Y'all don't need to be next to nobody. I mean, it's like we always say on this pod, dog. Hollywood is doing itself a disservice right now, not figuring out creative ways to still get content out there. Disney, um, what's the other big animated house, um, production house? Pixar. Pixar, yeah. Like, I expect them to be kicking off a lot of shit soon, especially as more states open up theaters again, man. I think I thought like animation should be easier now. Like, I feel like it's the only option now. So if you do that, why wouldn't you be kicking them out? I mean, like you don't actually got like to draw the person. Once no, you draw, one it's time, all digital. Throw that shit in the computer yeah. and tell it's it all to digital. I saved it. Now we just got to figure out the yeah. So I would expect it that happens pretty quickly. I know the live action shit. Because weren't they really using, like, animals in that? I think in some shots, but some yeah. of that shit was all computer shit, Yeah, too. so, I don't know. They can figure that out. You, you telling me a lion can talk. Like, y'all can figure it out. Um, Keeping it in black entertainment. New black and on Netflix, Netflix for the month of October. Off top. If y'all ain't already watched it, get in your bag and get in your bag quick. Because me and Jay coming for y'all. Boomerang, man. The best romantic comedy ever ever made dog my favorite fucking rom-com i think the shit is brilliant eddie murphy martin lawrence chris rock tashina arnold robin givens eartha kitt i mean the list just goes on and on and on the great john witherspoon david allen greer detroit's own oh man boomerang is available on netflix right now go watch it uh what else we got the parkers i personally was not the biggest fan of the parkers but it is available all five seasons i didn't realize the parkers had five seasons shout out to uh monique and and kim contest von contest von yeah she who played uh, kim parker yeah she is the reason people watch the show yeah yeah i mean she had the most memorable character on Moesha and Which spun was it a off spin off of yeah Moesha, yep. kind of forget. spun it off and did her own thing man um what else we got? Vampires versus the Bronx, which I've heard about. It's a black horror film, a vampire film. I've already heard I'm, some people talking I'm, about it. I'm with it. Fuck it. Hey, we there. Um, some movie called Saturday Church. Uh, another joint called Walk Away from Love. Half and Half is available now. Um, seasons one through four. One on One, starring the the black famous legend Flex Alexander. Um, I just seen a. Um Dwayne, who played on one on one. Yep. I just saw um thing on Comedy Hype where they gave him like 
they do a thing where not forgotten. Okay. Um, so they don't want you to forget like classic people who may not be out there. Yeah. Um, they just did a whole little thing on him and how he kind of got started and where yeah. he's been at and how he's been staying consistent. Shout out to him, man. Man, Flex been working a long time, dog. Like, shout out to everybody from that show, man. Uh, Flex, Dwayne from the show, and the great Kyla Pratt. Like, people who deserve their flowers in this in this pantheon of black entertainment, man. Uh, and we got some other joints on there. Um, again, uh, a babysitter's guide to monster hunting. I'm with it. Something called social distance. I'm with it. Grand Army. Sarah Cooper, everything's fine, and something called His House, which looks like it might be uh, an African film. Netflix got a lot of African films on there. So, like, you know, why are you going on Netflix unless you like on that first page? Like, yeah. how will anybody ever get to your shit? Bro, I. Unless when you bring up one movie and I guess underneath it be like, yo, you might suggestions, like. Suggestions, yeah, yeah. But like, if you don't got the, the suggestions plug, like, how would you ever find out these movies is on there? Nigga, you won't. That's half the battle, dog. Like, and salute to um strong black lead for posting this new black and on Netflix every month. Cause again, like you said, if it's not on page one and it's not in the the top ten watch today, scroll, once you scroll, that, it's the same list scrolling. Yeah. It don't just keep scrolling. Yeah, it, no, we run it right back. So salute to strong black lead and uh yeah, throwback review of Boomerang coming soon. So keep your eyes peeled. What else we got going on? Um, Let's go into the Patreon. Woo, holler. Uh, what else? Oh, Issa, shout out to uh, Issa Ray. She launched a production company. It's called Issa Ray Productions. She kept it real simple on the uh, on the name, but um, it looks like two, two, two. Oh, she's actually turned it into. It's called Hooray Media. So it's no longer Issa Ray Productions. It's called Hooray, but Ray is spelled R A E. Media. Um, and. HBO has already picked up three projects from her. So Issa got it popping. She got a docuseries coming out, another comedy coming out, and, oh, shit, two comedies and a docuseries. So, yeah, keep an eye out. And she's producing a Netflix film under Hooray Media and also working with Jordan Peele, which we announced like two episodes ago. So Issa out here working, man. All right. And two, 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 I sent Jay a Blackberry letter that I thought was really interesting and I want to get into before we get into these uh, power voice notes. So y'all already know what time it is when y'all hear that can crack. I mean, your man back this week's Blackberry letter is brought to y'all by Corona, not the virus, but the brew. All right. So this dude's you seen the big shine Budweiser's? Yes. Have I seen him in person? No. Uh, I seen Tommy had one. I hit him up and yeah. told him to go grab two for me. Yeah, yeah. No, when I see him, I'm going to grab one because I've seen people post them, but I haven't. And I'm, not, I'm never one. drinking it either. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want a Budweiser, but I want to support whatever Sean got going on. Um, all right. I'm never drinking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them got to go. Uh, all right. So this dude says, my wife comes from money, bro. Her family is from Jordan. We recently hit hard times since COVID. I lost my job and my side hustle really slowed up. We are two months behind on our rent and the car got repoed last week. I asked to see if her parents could give us a loan and she refused to ask them. 
She said it's not her responsibility or theirs to pay anything. She also said that as a man in the household or as the man in the household, I need to figure it out. My account right now is minus $200. I'm in the red because I had to pay the damn cable bill because she uses the TV all damn day. But the kicker is I checked her account, bro. I finally figured out her login. She has $97,685.32 as of today. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm out here busting my ass trying to find something for us, and she's sitting on damn near 100 I was even thinking about getting on food stamps, and she holding like this? These sisters ain't shit. At all. <laughs> my question, should I bring it up to her tonight, or should I just keep quiet? I feel so numb and used. We supposed to be a team. Woo! No. What you do is put them bills on auto pay with that checking account and that routing number. Woo! And she's taking care of the bills no matter what. <laughs> Make her the man of the house? <laughs> no, I, I made the, I'm the man of the house. I made the fucking, I made the executive decision. Man, she's sitting on a very specific amount of money. <laughs> 97685 and 32 cents. My nigga. Fuck asking your parents. Yo, I could get, because he mentioned at the beginning, she's from Jordan. Might come from a culture where being a man, like, nope, this is all up to you. So maybe her asking her parents is like, yo, we can't do that. Because if I do that, they're going to lose all respect for you as the man in this house. Well, all right, cool. We don't like, need your parents. Well, when I lose the house, they're going to also lose yeah. respect. <laughs> and they're going to lose respect for you when you pop back up and got to move back in. And you also come with me. But we don't got to go to your parents. We could actually keep your parents out of this if you let me borrow, like, however much money we're behind on bills. And I'm sure it's not $97,000. So you know what I, I thought of when I was reading this shit? It made me think of the question me and you always ask when we talk about the relationships where women want the man to take care of 100% of everything. And they still want to work or hustle or side project or do whatever. But the man got to take care of all the bills, all the rent, all the responsibilities. It made me think of like, so what is the woman's intention when she's just making money and never having to spend it? Because the man takes care of everything. Oh, well, so when things get really fucked up and I got to leave you, I can go and live by myself and use all the money that I saved. Man, from like with you. your rainy day fund it's is for your yeah, rainy day. It's her parachute. So Woo. when I leave you. Because I'm going to leave you. <laughs> Nigga. Sound like she ready to leave now. Huh? You can't even take care of the bills. Like, what kind of thinking is that? You though? spent your last 200 on the cable? Wow. Like, why would you sit there and watch somebody? Why would you sit there and watch somebody struggle? Why would you sit there and watch your car get repo? Why would you sit there and watch your husband struggle? I don't give a fuck what culture you from. That feels like that's probably not a part of the culture. It definitely ain't part of this weekend culture. Why would you watch your husband struggle, dog? It's your husband. I would never wa and that's the thing that men always get chewed up about like when they when we talk this money shit like oh these niggas be dating girls um da 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 but when you fall on hard times is he there for you is he there da 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 and it's like we be talking about dating and women expect the dude that they're dating to make sure that if they fall on hard times that we help them out we pay a bill we support the business we do whatever and that's fine but damn I don't get that love in return Hard times different for a nigga, huh? Get in that situation and figure it out by yourself. This nigga talking about he want to say something, but he, she, she, he, I don't know if I should. 
How are you, you? Are you the man in the house, nigga? Pull your skirt down, b. Like man, the fuck up, dog. I'm making a decision. Yeah. And I and you, I'm about to pay the bills through your account. Off top, the and, fact that he's seen go, that much money in there. And when you go to dispute the charges, they're gonna be like, nigga, that's the bill that to your address. That's on the same account. It's not no out one. of your account <laughs> with your name. <laughs> with your yeah. Name. No, this it, looks like your computer. <laughs> like um, yeah. But I would tell her though, hey, just a heads up. Um, I was able to log into the the account, um, and um, I set up an auto pay out the bills. Because um, here's the thing: I'll if you it, tell her, you know what? What's she gonna do? I'll put it back after COVID is over. If you want to go that route, but uh, in the meantime, that's the decision I'm making. And what's she gonna do? Like, if you don't pay the, or if you pay the bills and don't say, what's she gonna do? But you just said I'm the man in the house. So whether I brought that shit in or whether I directed all the decisions in this motherfucker is about to go through me. And that's my executive decision. We about to use this shit here and we'll put that shit back once everything slow. I mean, everything comes back. Mm-hmm. But like, it's fucking like, are you on a, like, are you fucking retarded? Yeah. Like this make like logic one plus one equals two. Like, why, why, matter of fact, we are getting late fees and late, we're spending more money trying to catch up and you can, you could have took care of this shit a long time ago. Yeah. I'm just, you're a fucking liar. Again, like, how, how do I? How do I? You're a fucking liar. Why wouldn't you lie? A lie of omission. I feel like there's a lot of lies of omission in this episode of Power we're going to get into. Um, but I feel like, in general, dog, again, I don't care what the culture is that you from. I don't care about nothing. If you are in a marriage and you live with somebody or you're in a relationship, and something happens to them, they lose a job, they lose a whatever, man. Shit gets bad, and you're in a position to help. You help. If that position is contingent on them paying you back, that's a whole nother combo. But I, help, nigga. I also would have turned the cable off a long time ago. Yeah, fam, cable is car- one of the first bills to go if other bills is behind, bro. Fam, if, my car is get, if the car is getting repoed, the cable is not on. Period. Fuckers, we Period. Inter- what are you entertaining? Period. You go get you a job. My or, my regular I got laid off via COVID. I got another hustle. I'm still working. Facts. It just slowed down because facts. of COVID. I'm still trying to maneuver. You chilling, watching TV. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, dog. So all the women who if you're of the belief that the man should pay and take care of a hundred percent of everything, I'm cool. I ain't questioning your reasoning. I am asking you, what would you do in this situation? If your man took care of everything and then he fell on hard times and you sitting on well, it's not all the he, money in the world. It's not that he fell on hard times. Like this was a regular mm. point in history, and I just fucked up, nigga. A pandemic happened. Even if it didn't, even if it didn't, pandemic or I just lost my job regularly. Pandemic makes it even more like I can say you did something that worked. Yeah, you you, you fucked up. You because fucked shit up. You should have got on your job. You yeah. probably had a warning. You was on a uh, uh, yeah. a, a write up. I don't got no control over a natu- uh, 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 a god disaster. You can't control a pandemic? Damn, man. What kind of man is you? You can't even uh, make it through a pandemic. We're going to get into... It's something that happened in that episode of Lovecraft that made me think about the pandemic and people's response. We're going to get into that in a little bit, too. But, um, yeah, man, I just ultimately... This is... You ain't worth shit if you sit there and let your fucking Trifle. spouse struggle. So uh, to whoever wrote that, if you listening, bro, yes, you need to go and talk to your wife. Yes, you absolutely need to. Now that you figured out that damn account, 
roll all them bills over, not just auto pay, but pay them motherfuckers now and then enroll in auto pay to make sure that she don't stop the damn auto pay before them bills pay. And you know what, bro? Go on and kick yourself a couple hundred dollars, nigga. Get up out the hole, because if you sitting at minus 200, the longer that goes on, your bank going to be charging you, bro. Like, if you got a problem with that, don't tell me shit about Dr. Dre and his wife. Oh, man. Don't tell me shit oh, about man. it. You feel me? What's yours Talk is mine it. and what's mine is yours. Talk right? about it. Clearly, she makes the majority of the money then. Well, hey. I don't know how long they've been together. I mean, how long did it took you to stack $100,000? Yeah. You clearly don't work. Yeah. So have you been taking money from me, essentially? The money that I put into the house account and everything like that? Ooh. Or is that money you just, that's your allowance that you get from your parents still? Man, hit the scary button on them. <laughs> it's either one or the other Either that's your quote unquote allowance That you mm-hmm. get from me Or that's money you take out of our house account And all this shit Or you get allowance from your parents yeah. Either or you ain't did shit for it Cause you don't got a fucking job Woo It's a motherfucking bar man uh, Blessings to that brother Who dealing with that shit Divorce that woman Yeah that's part two nigga Get your bills paid Get out the negative And get out the house bro Or, or you can do like my brother ex-wife did um, he took the buyout from Chrysler as soon as it hit. She took all the money and dipped. Wow, wow! Took all the money, left him with two hundred dollars in the account and dipped. God damn, that is rough. Granted, and I'm point the fact out that she never worked, and he was the only one with it. Didn't put him on child support. My lord, like nigga, do you got a W two for the last ten years? What do you mean child support? <laughs> like, Bro. Oh shit! Ugh. The that the child support, like you, you can't. They were like, "Well, do you got some receipts?" Like, I'm a father. Why would I keep? Why would I keep receipts from regular life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it be that ain't get me on that child support shit, man. Like my man, nigga, got on child support. Him and his baby mom figured out the little schedule, or whatever. He wanted the baby. Um, he could have probably gotten the baby uh, a majority primary custody, um, but he didn't. You know, be with your mom. But during their worked out plan or whatever, he still gets the baby almost the majority of the time anyway, because the mom be wanting to do whatever. And now she's trying to go back to court so she can give him more time because now she like, oh, I got to work more. No. So he like, you want to go back to court and give me the baby the exact same amount of time that you denied me when we went to court the first time? Let's do it. Come on. Let's do it. Because in, in, in child support, it matters how many nights the child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stays. So let me have more nights in this house, yeah. in my house than yours. You, run, I'm running you on child support. The fact that this is what I wanted the first time, and fucking, you told me no, fucking, and now you, oh, oh, I don't have time to work as much and da-da-da. Okay. So you want what I asked you for and you fought me on. Oh, Woo, man. motherfucker. Let's get into a couple of these voice notes, man. We got one uh, from Instagram. I didn't listen to it, so I'm assuming it's about power. But like we did last week, if it's about Lovecraft, we're going to cut it and come back. See what uh, this is. T.I. on Instagram. King of the South? Probably. Why the shit ain't playing? Little Flip came in and was like, I'm back, man. All right. That is not playing. Well, you know what, T.I., we are going to get back to you. It's in the, uh, yeah, it's in the This Week in Culture joint. 
And they say this shit playing, but it ain't. You got your noise. volume on or off? No, nah, my volume on. Mm. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you, T. I appreciate you. Now we got one from the homie Rob Silva. See what my dog talking about, man. What's up, fellas? Method Man has been tremendous. Easily the best actor on the show for the first five episodes. And I love the plot twist where him and Sax are now going up against Tariq and trying to bring Tariq down. Uh, this, this is the most I've ever liked Sax. And he's a slime ball. <laughs> love the union between him and Davis. <laughs> Once again, Curly Top and R. Kelly professors. Uh, waste of storyline. Why does Tasha look like Riley and Hewley from the Boondocks with that? Can we just kill her off now? Get her out the way? She's a waste. She's a waste of the fucking show also. And um, Aunt, you had me rolling last week when you said, how does, out of all, out of, out of the blue, how does Sax have this uh, Asian looking <laughs> niece with pink hair? But uh, she did the job though. Uh, Best episode of the season so far And um We'll see when this show comes back Talk to you later fellas What's up My man Rob man Appreciate you as always brother Um And yeah I was very confused How Sax popped out With the anime niece Alright it's playing for so me it's So it's playing go That's back. weird as hell Um I don't know if this is be- This wasn't my favorite episode Yeah uh it wasn't my favorite episode, but I'm. It wasn't a bad episode. Like we said at the top, it was some shit that happened that I liked, and it was some shit that was so far beyond my fucking realistic realm that I couldn't really get into. This wasn't my favorite Method Man acting episode. Not this one. I am on him on this one. He was he was power it regular was some, on this one. It was something <laughs> banging on the door like boom boom boom. I know you're in there, nigga. This is my house. It's the middle of the night. Yes. He was kind of aggressive at Tamika Dora though. Like, he walk, is no, he in here? Like what? Is I know they got no nigga up in this motherfucker. Like damn, nigga. Is sex just, in here? Like he said, sex. I guess he's not. Like what? He did the worst job of looking for a nigga in a home ever. I dog. didn't like that that sequence. That wasn't. I don't know. But I mean, they wrote that part in. I assume. So, I ain't gonna waste too much time on my gloat, man. I'm gonna get right into it as we get into this review. Um, well, actually, let's See let's. I want to play again. All right, before we get into it, um, let me close that app out. All right, my man Ti, we coming back for you. Let's see if this note plays. That shit ain't playing at all. That's weird <laughs> That's as fuck. Uh, let me see if I can play it from here, dog. All right. Yeah, that don't make no goddamn sense. Carrie is a has a problem with sex. We get it, but why do we need her to fuck a student? That don't make no damn sense. They are killing me with this shit, bro. Let me start that. Let me start that over because I wasn't the beginning. And I like the way he said it. Say, dog. <laughs> I'm so sick of these writers with these useless ass sex scenes. We get it. That Carrie is a, has a problem with sex. We get it, but why do we need her to fuck a student? That don't make no damn sense. They are killing me with this shit, bro. He sounds like he's really upset, and I understand. And I'm bro, I'm right there with him. His tone and the nigga Rob Silver tone. 
they don't sound happy about the direction that uh that some of this shit is going in power, man. So, but appreciate you, Ti, bro. Um, you kind of led me into my gloat, man. So I'm gonna just throw it out there right here at the beginning, dog. I told y'all she was gonna fuck that nigga Zeke, man. Episode one, and I, it's funny because the look that I thought she was giving him episode one is the look that she always gives Jabari right before she gives him some pussy. So. I just kind of felt like, yeah, they trying to like have her give that like I'm conflicted with my sex addiction. I want to fuck. And she gave that nigga Zeke a look, man. The first episode. Now, I I didn't want it to culminate the way it did, but I felt it was going to happen. And it did, man. It was one of the more awkward sex scenes I've ever seen in my life, by the way. Yeah, it was kind of weird. They didn't kiss, which I noticed on my second watch. Um, they were doing like a weird like. They, <laughs> no, no, no. But it was like it was like they was trying to like make them it looked like they didn't want her because i think zeke in real life is for real like 18 19 no, he, he older than that he older than that um either way they was doing a thing like they really didn't want to have her kiss him or she's definitely older yeah for sure she's a grown woman and he not but it just was awkward they was doing like a weird like their mouth was hanging open and they're like run their lips past each other but they wasn't really kissing he was kissing on the neck. It was Wasn't awkward. Like as in fuck, the bathroom bro. bar. Or yeah, they like, was in the bathroom of the restaurant or the little diner she yeah, was y'all, in. Y'all can't be in there tongue kissing in the in the bathroom and shit. Like, I mean, you gonna uh, yeah? I mean, you it mean, was you, you pull the dick out. So. Yeah, you done put the penis in her raw, Rawly on the bathroom counter. All she types a, of she got an addiction. She didn't. She fuck. She fuck yeah, anybody. She is. She a legit I think This. So now I'm wondering why this is gonna matter. Will we ever find out why this is going to matter? I don't know. Does this even really matter at any point in the in the season? I don't know. But I feel like her fucking Zeke is like, now we opening a new portal of her Somehow addiction. Kane going to smash. <laughs> hey, well, what's, what's Tariq? I don't know. <laughs> Bitch, give me the pussy. <laughs> like, she going to be like, oh my God, I gave him some pussy. Like, I, oh, it was crazy. You know, I, I got that thing. <laughs> but it was weird because I'm like, I thought back, like, all right, if her sex sex addiction is this strong, that you fucking a student, clearly a violation, like, why she got so mad at Jabari when he was fucking an old girl? At least I was a grad student, like somebody of age or at least close enough of age. And that's not even his, her student. Yeah. That's her. She's his counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a super line. Man, the morals is missing all over this bitch. Um, but we're going to get into it. First things first, like we always do, let's rate this episode, man. I give this one as a pair of wires, man. This is a solid three for me. Wires for sure. Yeah, this this is a solid three. It wasn't good, wasn't or wasn't great, wasn't bad. It was just kind of it was average. It no, was no, mid no, episode. No, no. Wires is a two. Wires is a two. Yeah. What was the three? Some woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I give it two and a half wires, man. I give it two and a half. Two and a half wires. Yeah, two and a half wires works for me because it way definitely wasn't a pair of woods. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that this episode was okay, but it was not a good enough mid-season finale to keep me like, like fam, this when they come back, nigga run that shit back next week. What nigga, you, what why are you doing? not? Yeah. You I don't lose, So you about to lose momentum. So I just saw this shout out to whoever, uh, to the homie Shay Jones who posted this. Um, two, 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 two. It's from the the white kid who plays Brayden. Yeah. He put it in his Instagram story. He said, everyone's mad at me commenting on my shit. Tell 50 I ain't waiting till December for part two of season one. 
Motherfucker, COVID shut us down six months ago. We not even fully done yet. It ain't our fault. Bear with us. We'll be back in December. Power fans is wild as fuck. Well, I also saw uh, Light Skin Keisha on her Twitter page. Mm -hmm. That first episode where she was in it. Yeah, yeah. She said they she had a she screenshot a picture of her. She was like, I couldn't wait. Um, I've been holding this in for over a year. Mm. So Yeah. How long ago did y'all shoot this shit? Cause COVID shut them down. Now granted, COVID is six months and we've been in six months in COVID, so Yeah. But I mean, I mentioned that them stopping might be related to COVID stopping production. In the power verse, you just don't know. Cause I could see power doing some shit where they started this. And then probably stopped this and started filming one of them other Atami, the Tate version, the Young Ghost version. And then was trying to get back to this. And then COVID hit and it was like, oh, shit, we can't finish filming. I can see that happening, dog. Poor logistics. Yeah, man. Extremely poor. Um, Not sure why you would even release the show if it wasn't fully done. Specifically because this is the first season. You had great Who numbers. This? Yeah. Fam, half the people I know haven't even watched it yet. Yeah, they wait until it's over. Be like, let me. I'll go back and watch it. Like, how is it? Is yeah. it good? Isn't this? So let's just say you got a bunch of people that's then watched it. Yep. But now they about to cancel their star subscription mm-hmm. because, like, why should I pay for it? Yeah. And then everybody may start back up paying for it when it yep. on the second half. From you already got them here. And let's say there were a bunch of people saying, "Yo, I'm gonna wait till the whole season." And then I'll get stars or then I'll tune in, period. Y'all had a lot of good ratings, a lot of good subscription numbers. And now people are about to take their subscriptions. And a lot of people aren't ever going to get the subscription. Never. Because they got to wait till December for it to restart, which means it's going to take it into January to complete the final five. Lord knows if COVID come back. That's gone. Don't it's let gone. that disrupt the remaining production of the uh, second half of the season. So, again, I'm with you. Even though I thought that this could be a possibility of why they didn't They're have lying. the whole season. They're lying. Lying or not, it's just a bad idea. Last night, the uh, mid-season finale of The Walking Dead came on. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one that was supposed to come back yep. months ago in April. Yep. But they said because of COVID, mm-hmm. they couldn't shoot it. When, when the fuck they shoot this? Yeah. Because they, I mean, they did a whole episode, so... Yeah, what they were shooting or y'all just i think everybody used covid as a as, as an easy yeah. scapegoat to be like yo we're not bringing this out it's lazy it's lazy and it's um, same money i probably i'll take i'll quote unquote take a loss this year on on revenue to make more money and i can i can blame this shit just like when um in 2008 when i when the quote the housing market crash went through the little mini depression yeah so many yeah. different businesses laid people off just because everybody else was laying it off and they can get away with it and yep. it can make you do more work because you'd be like, well, I'm happy to have my job. Half the people got laid off. Like, it was a money grab. But, hey, I digress. Speaking of um, shit getting pushed back due to COVID, throw this out there real quick while it's on my mind. Candyman officially pushed back to 2021. Hey, yo, man. was going to drop it in October after the April release got pushed to June. Then that got pushed to July. Then that got pushed to September. Then October. Now they just said, fuck it, 2021. So... It's not their fault. It ain't. But I don't even care no more. Here's my thing. Like I keep saying, dog, trust this digital platform. The reason that a lot of people ain't got behind the digital releases is because y'all aren't consistently releasing enough movies for us to get into it. The shit that comes out, y'all not promoting. 
And the shit that doesn't, y'all like, oh, we're going to push it back. We're going to push it back. Y'all taking out the fucking. The commercials that yeah. you would normally run to say, go see it in theaters. Yo, it's available on such and such for. Because what I'll say, even though I told y'all last week, Antebellum was one of the not greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. It was so not done well. And it had a ton of potential to be so much better. But in the two weeks leading up to it being available to stream, I saw hella commercials like it was coming to the theater, dog. And I was like, you know what? I respect it. Didn't enjoy the movie that much. I saw a whole bunch of tenant commercials and, and yep, promos. Yep. That was going to the app. Yep. That, that one a, a, was a movie only. Yeah. And it's not a, anyway. Though. Yeah, man. So Candyman 2021. Um, I feel like it was something else they pushed back to 2021 that was cultural. But wanted to throw that out there because, yeah, Nia DaCosta, she posted it. Uh, she said, we wanted the horror and the humanity of Candyman to be experienced in a collective, a community. So we're pushing Candyman to next year to ensure that everyone can see the film in theaters and share in the experience. Whatever, Nia. All right, man. Let's get into this episode, dog. Really figure out what the fuck's going on. So episode starts out with Tasha having a dream. It's Reek's birthday her and the mom sitting at the table is her grandma Yaz. She having a dream. She not in prison. They singing Reek happy birthday. He got a cake. Tasha oversinging the fuck out of grandma. Like I think it's in her contract that they give her a singing part. Bro, it's so frustrating. Like calm your bravado down, my nigga. Like she was doing hella much, and uh, in the dream, Raina came to the door. Raina knocked at the door. We ain't seen Raina in a while, so it kind of felt good to see my young dog. She grown now and shit. She look older. She knocked at the door like, hey, Ma, sorry I'm late. And it was mad regular. So that's when I really knew this is a dream. I wasn't sure whose dream it was at first. Facts. I thought it was going to be her or Reek. But, again, had no clue. But it threw Tasha off. It was good to see Raina in this scene. I enjoyed it, even if it was brief. I thought maybe she would have a reek flashback after, or like a reek, um, like a little thought, because he obviously later in the episode he goes down to the cemetery and shit. I thought we was gonna get like a Raina appearance and her ghost come talk to him the way Angie's used to talk to ghosts all the time, but the way Kanan came and talked the way Kanan came to talk to Reek, like, but nope, Raina only pops up in Tasha's dream, even though Tasha wasn't even the fucking parent that Raina rocked with the most like Raina was her daddy's daughter for sure but Tasha woke up she gets snatched out her dream and then she all like frantic and shit she opens her bible she got a picture of the whole family and by the whole family I mean everybody except yes because yes um and then she called Reek to wish him happy birthday called him up hey you 18 now like you could buy cigarettes that's crazy happy birthday son I love you and then she like, I really want to see you today. And he like, I right, cool, that'll work. I got to get this paper done, though. Really, Kane pulled up in the Range Rover to come scoop Reek at school. And he like, yeah, I got a test to study for, but I'm going to call you later. I'm going to come up there. Reek hopped in the whip with Kane. They went on about their way. Then we shift over to Sax. Sax pulled up at Tamika's house. He went in there, and he was like, yo, you cannot testify. I know they subpoenaed you. I saw all the fucking court shit. You cannot testify because they going to know that I was at truth because I told you that. You can't get in there. 
she was like, nigga, I'm not perjuring myself, though. We already had this combo. Like, Thanks. We we don't need to redo it, but no, nigga, you shouldn't have made me your fucking lawyer. You shouldn't have been down there. But now that you was down there, you shouldn't have made me your lawyer when you got picked up. Because once you told me that, nigga, I can't lie, dog. Sorry. So, so so why exactly didn't Rick just blame that shit on Sax to first to, to to start off with? Apparently, why, like, it why only we, makes sense in an emergency. Why do we care if if Sax went down for it, bro? We literally don't. And more importantly. And I like the fucking fact that they was, at least addressed this shit. He was there to kill him. Bro, why do we care if Sax went down for it? Also, why do we care if Reek gets caught up in trying to blame Sax? That Sax could flip it and be like, well, shit, nigga, you saw me, I saw you. Like, nigga, the fact is, I saw you down there, bro. Period. I don't know what you was there to do. I could make you look like a killer before you could make me look like one. Period. Because right now, the only person who even figured out that Reek really did it is Tamika. Well, but this still bad for Sax. The only thing Reek can say is, like, I ain't say nothing because he's a USA district attorney. He's a feds. And he told me if I said something, he's going to kill me. How would it look? And he got the, the United States government behind him. Man. So I think he killed my dad, but I can't say nothing because I'm afraid of my life. And guess what? I could be down there. My dad was having a fucking party, nigga. I could be there. Sax, you wasn't supposed to be there. So why was you there drunk, stumbling, and dropping a gun? Because you saw me. You didn't see me with a gun, nigga. And that's the difference. But Tamika told that nigga, look, it's out of my fucking hands, bro. Only thing I could tell you, just drop the charges. You know Tasha ain't the queen pin. You know Tommy ain't kill that nigga. It really don't matter who killed the nigga. Just drop the charges, bro. Because if I get on that stand, I'm telling. I can appreciate her saying I used that to know why the, the DNC wanted them to do all this shit but now i forgot um because it like why why must tasha go to jail for this shit i think they're trying to make it where it didn't look like they was putting a fucking psycho murder drug dealer uh up for the ballot but like, so they're making we, it seem like yo if we blame the whole drug shit on tasha james is still clean we look good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's all that um, like, yo, James was clean. We don't know about that crazy ass woman he married, though. Which I'm kind of not mad at. Cause her braids look crazy. Uh, all right, let's talk about Monet, man. Cause this is where the episode. Yeah. All right. So we go to Monet in them crib. She talking to Diana, and I wrote this whole shit down. It's gonna sound a little stupid. Cause it's the worst advice. Because ever. it's one, it's the worst advice ever, but two, it made no sense. And I love Diana's reaction to it. So Monet talking to Diana, she say. Quote, believe it or not, there's a method to becoming a savage in the game. It's a skill. To control a nigga, you always got to be able to think ahead of him. Whatever you say to him should always lead him back to you. Diana replied, Ma, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Bro, I was sitting there looking at the TV like, yo, what the fuck is Mary talking about right now? So then I'm thinking, all right, Diana says she'll know what it means. We're about to clear it up. Nah, nigga, here come the bar. Monet say, it means, oh, shit. I'm like, here we go. Here, here's what it means. A man doesn't fall in love with you. He falls in love with the image of himself that he sees in your eyes. You make him think he's lit, and he'll always come back. 
What the fuck is she talking about, dog? Don't make me think I'm lit. Shout out to them people I saw tweeting that shit um, on their Instagram and shit. I mean, uh, tweeting that shit like it was a bar. They fall in love with the idea of themselves in your eyes. Shut up. Nigga, I don't even know what that means. Shut the fuck up. I don't up. even know what that means. And if I don't know what it means, I guarantee y'all don't know what it means. Who like, typed it? That, that ain't up. fucking deep. That is not deep. It's not a bar. Um, You make him think he's lit, he'll always come back. Has a girl ever made you think he was lit? I don't even know how she. <laughs> I don't even know how you make me think I'm lit, dog. Oh man! Like, don't get me lit. I don't. I don't like what that means. Um, I did not like Monet in this episode, bro. At like, all. she was horrible, nigga. She was like, "You about to basically go fuck that nigga, but then you worth more than your pussy." What? So she was saying that because the cop came, Ramirez, the little beat cop. <laughs> And a holder Like But why you fucking The big cop Yeah He pulled up He knocked the door And Diana like So you telling me Like I control a nigga And shit But like Look at who you fucking And she like If you think That giving a nigga Some pussy Is all the power you got That's where you wrong I'm like fam Is everything That come out her mouth Like a lesson That's all she gonna say She don't have no regular lines nigga. That's why Like last week I said She thinks she's smarter Than everybody Bro And she literally Tasha level dumb bro When she she was talking to um, Kane last week See That's cause you're not Playing your position So if you You're not No That's not you I miss Ghost Dog (laughs) Like Yo man If this is just To get me to miss Omari nigga It's working They took Ghost's voice Off the I noticed it Sax was on there Previously on Ghost I was like Nigga who the fuck is that Previously on power. Nigga, real nigga shit. Uh, so the cop dude comes up. Next week is gonna be yes. <laughs> it's gonna be silent because you because <laughs> we don't never hear us. Next week that shit gonna start like <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cop pulled up, that nigga say, yo, man, what's good? Like I wanna come in, I brought you flowers and shit. And Mary was like, take note, Diana. And then just start hey, going yeah. off on the nigga for she, nothing. She was like, hey, I'm about to hold the fuck out this nigga. For nothing. She like. No, but he wrong. Though. All you bring over here is hard dick and bubble gum and no information. Now, when Kane pulled up, he made me understand why he's so fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you a fucking cop and I'm a bad guy. And niggas cannot see and you coming in and out the two house. Two o'clock in the afternoon, my nigga. You can't see the cops coming in and out my fucking house. It what couldn't be more daylight, nigga. So to a certain extent, now I'm thinking about it that way. I'm like, okay, Mary, hold the fuck out this nigga because why the fuck is you here? And the nigga, she did say one thing that I agree with. She said, all you bring is hard dick and bubble gum and no information. But here's my thing, Mary. You fucking a fucking beat cop, bro. He's a patrolman. He don't have no information, dog. That nigga no DUIs, nigga. Stop signs and shit. You ran a light. He don't. What else he supposed to know, nigga? He don't know shit about your husband and who in there doing shit. He literally. What do she think he could find out? Like in real life, nigga. The only way I was able to help Yo, Kane was because we was pulling up on the scene. Yeah, it was cars in the area. Nigga, we, we, <laughs> I got a police scanner. Fuck yeah, here. nigga. And app. I live in the area. I'm, I got I'm a police looking at the car. scanner app on my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, that's not even like the thing no more. Like, I, who don't got a watch? So <laughs> when, Kane watch. And, uh, when Kane and Reek pulled up, Reek obviously made it hot. He was like, yo, nigga. Y'all got the cop coming to your crib in the middle of the day. Like, Reek pumped that shit up real fucking. But I like it because it's like, let me tell you what I noticed, nigga, about your family being fucked up. 
So Rick trying to he you know he he adjusting for power. Yeah, yep. He trying to yep. gain alliances. You know what I'm saying with the family. And right now Kane ain't his alliance. So yeah, let me figure out how to get this nigga on my side. And so he like yo, why this cop over here? Kane like yo, dirty ass. Kane don't like this nigga, bro. Period. He like he a dirty ass cop. All that nigga do is come around and take shit. I.e. take my mom coochie. The enemy. I would be upset at that. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Facts. So. That nigga was like, um, Reek say, well, if all he do is come around here and take shit, what he taking from Monet? <laughs> Bars, Yo, Reek, nigga. don't get shot in your motherfucking head talking about my mom, nigga. <laughs> but no. But what is he taking from Monet? Like, what he get? Like, nigga, is he running an investigation? Why you think you, you working him? He may be working you. Because he might be that fuck. Because Kane called him a dirty cop. We ain't seen him do shit dirty yet other than fuck the fucking crime boss, but... Well, no, he a dirty cop because he... he well, as Monet said, he allows... He tells them when there's patrols in the area mm-hmm. and shit like mm-hmm. that. You're a dirty cop. You you, you giving information dirty, to the... But my thing is, is he dirtier than we seeing, nigga? Like, is he really over there doing some shit? Like, yo, I'm making it seem like I'm giving them a little bit. But and like she if, giving some pussy, but... If, if you a cop yeah. and you work with the bad guys, you're a dirty cop. Yeah, you dirty all the time. Tr- I can't really trust you because you... But he might you be doing out, some... You selling out all your brothers yeah. either for money or a piece of ass. Or he doing some shit dirtier. He might be letting other gangs know shit. He might be letting other cops know shit. Like, it might be a bigger play than let me catch Kane and Drew running from where some gunshots went off but nobody got hurt. So we gonna see. But um, Monique... Or I'm sorry, not Monique. Monet... Was talking to uh to Kane and Reek when they came in the crib. Kane walked in that bitch going off like, "Yo, why the fuck is this nigga coming by here during the day and shit?" Like he too fucking comfortable right now, dog. And Kane got a good fucking point, nigga. And she was like, "Kane, watch how you talking to me, nigga. I'm still your family." That nigga said, "Fuck that." You talk all that family first bullshit. First one talking that family shit. Get a lot of dough and don't get a family shit. Nigga, Kane was going to fuck off, but then I got a we little scared for the nigga. Give a fuck about you, <laughs> nigga. But uh, Kane was—he was in a little bit disrespectful bag, yelling at his mom. But everything he said was valid. Nigga, I'm the shooter in the family, mom. You—you you told me last week where my lane was at. Yeah, I'm raising my voice because there's nobody else here who can stop me from raising my voice. And I'm my daddy's son, even though. We talked about this last week when we was leaving with um, uh, the Infinite Opinions pod, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody be like, yo, money is power. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Influence is power. Y'all got to forget at the end of the day, power is power. Facts. Because you can use your influence to, to have somebody who is physically stronger and you can do harm to you, do something for you. But at the end of the day, you're still scared of them. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that possesses. If I'm the 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 carrot that's on the end of the string, fam, I can put the I'm the carrot. Yeah. So like, power is power. Yeah. And right now, Reek trying to get it, and he's trying to dismantle this little family unit they got going on as much as he can. Because as much as they're trying to figure out how he's selling the drugs and what it is that he does and all that shit. He trying to figure them out too. He's still trying to learn a little bit for sure. Monet and Reek are playing chess. Facts. Facts. Is Which I mean, they couldn't have alluded to more at the end of this episode with the whole chess name and the shit. They be so obvious, dog. I mean, it's it, it, technically it's, is it beginning is different. Uh, because I was looking at the beginning of the show. It looks a little different. I don't know. I hit skip intro. 
So like, I ain't watching. I know, remember, in a like the gun used to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamonds, yep. but like it was like I'm gonna rewatch it because I I literally hit skip intro. Um, it's a lot of chess pieces in there. I remember yeah, one. It's yeah. like a lot. And I mean, you saw how they did it on the the outro. They yeah. made it all chess pieces, nigga. So we'll see. But Reed got a text. He was talking to Monique. Or Monet, why do I keep calling her Monique? Nigga, he talking to Monet. She was like, look, man, don't worry about Kane. He going off and shit. Like, Diana came and grabbed Kane, took him out the room. Monet like, look, don't worry about that nigga. Him and Drew confused. And she was like, look, I know Drew came up to the school to talk to you and shit, figure out how you was doing your thing. But I found some shit in this book bag. A little half-naked pic of a boy. Now, Who nigga, is this boy? Reek like, uh, uh... Smack, who is this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Reek like nigga, uh, I don't know the naked nigga your son was drawing. Like, like he might just draw naked niggas. Like, look, I got so much time doing my papers, doing your, doing your Zeke shit. Papers. Yeah, I'm out here pushing your shit, trying to get money, lying because he ain't looking her in the eye. He looking everywhere yeah. except you know you could tell a nigga lying when you looking around and shit. Yeah, Reek a fidgety ass nigga in general yeah. when he communicate. And um, so I don't fucking know. Nigga, like, look, man, his phone start vibrating. Sack sent him a text, like, we got to meet up. Reek say, look, this was cool, Monet, but if you ain't got no real reason to have me over here, I got to get the fuck back out of Queens. Nigga goes and meets up with Sax. Sax was like, look. Why she bring that nigga all the way over there to have that conversation? Because it wasn't that. You could have called me. You could have <laughs> called me. We actually have burner phones, like, like, for combos like these. Who charging the burners? Cause everybody burner just getting mad combos and I ain't Tasha burner under the mattress. She ain't low, get a charger with it. Yo, low key the batteries last for a long time. No. That's also true. That's also true. That bitch be on. You be charge your phone like once or twice a week, dog. Back in the day. So Sax pulled up on Reek. Reek say, "Boy, what the fuck you want?" <laughs> this nigga Reek, wow. Reek came in the car on bullshit, dog. Nigga, I'm grown today, nigga. Yeah, I'm 18, nigga. I don't, I don't even know why you talking to me. That nigga Sax was like, look. Tamika got subpoenaed. She going on the stand. And I told her that I was at Truth. But I also told her that I saw you there. So. He said, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, why the fuck would you do that? That's your, that sounds like a you problem, nigga. Reek, like, nigga, I don't care. Like, you saw me at my dad club. whoop de doo nigga. I hope you don't go to prison, bro. During this time, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm with Reek. I'm, I'm like, feeling Reek. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is you. Now, nigga, um, how I feel to be an old ass white man getting hold by a kid, a black, a little kid black kid who got that, more money nigga. than you, yeah. <laughs> like, and you grew up rich, nigga. and you can't seem to, to to put your finger, you can't seem to get him, dog. Now, nigga, Sax was like, look, if Tamika figure out, cause I ain't say who I saw at Truth, I just said I saw somebody when I was there. If she figure out it was you, you might get called to testify, and if they call you up there, you gonna have to say what you seen, nigga. We gonna know that you know who killed your dad. Or I can say Enrique like uh I can say I saw you with a gun. Or I can say, nigga, I, I ain't seen nobody there. I wasn't even there. Yeah. Can you prove I was there? Yeah. Cause guess what? I was there and then the next time the cops saw me was when I was coming back after my dad got shot. Like, can you prove I was there? Help me. And I can say I was at home. Cause right now Let's say I was at home, right? You told Tamika you was there. I don't need to say I was there because you didn't tell Tamika who you saw. Yeah. So. You ain't see me, nigga. I don't know who your drunk ass was. I was man. at home. Can anybody verify that? No, because my mama was at Truth trying to kill my daddy. Yeah. I was at home. My sister lived with my grandma. I was getting ready for college, even though I was in high school that day. 
nigga, help me understand, dog. No, I'm not telling. Um, then Reek got off the car though, panicking. He played that hard shit, but then the nigga called Tasha quick. Like, uh, well, he texted her like, "Yo, call me ASAP." She called the nigga right back because apparently she checking her phone every minute in the pen. What else? She she got that solo solo pen. I mean, nobody's even looking at her. So she called the nigga right back, and uh, Reek gave her the update like, "Yo, Tamika testifying against Sax. That could backfire against me because she might figure out that I'm the one." That Sax saw that night. Tasha flipped it and well, Tasha first hit him with that uh what they be calling she gaslit that nigga. Super gaslighting. She like, you just like your damn lying ass daddy. Why you ain't tell me you saw Sax? He like, cause it ain't fucking matter. And I've been blackmailing him with it. He said, I thought I was I, I, I did it to protect yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't tell you because I wanted to protect you. She's like, now you really sound like a fucking daddy. So then she me, he didn't know. It. I mean, that's what that's, that's, that's this whole the, episode was him being like ghosts. This is every time ghosts didn't tell somebody something, it, it was caused to more problems. Yeah, but it also caused more problems. Just like with him mm-hmm. and the white boy. Mm-hmm. So then, facts. Like when ghosts wouldn't tell Tommy shit. So then Tasha flipped it because we was talking about fucking uh, omissions and shit. So Reek. Omitted the fact that he seen sex And Tasha I said I didn't lie I just didn't tell you Tasha said well look Tamika already figured out You was the nigga sex scene up there nigga Why wouldn't you fucking tell Rick me Rick say god damn it Ma you just like my goddamn daddy nigga Oh fuck everybody full of shit So she like look so why That's why, why I fired you, her Why wouldn't you tell her though But real life when you fired Tamika, Tasha, you should have told Reek why you fired her. Yo, fam. did she know? Nigga, she figured out it was you that shot ghosts. So don't go, don't ask, don't answer no questions for her. Get to stay the fuck from around. Nah. That shit ain't make no sense. But then Reek was like, yo, you want me to take care of it? This nigga got two bodies and think he Omar, nigga. With who? Which is crazy because I forgot he had two bodies. I forgot. I mean, I know clearly he yeah, killed his yeah. dad, but I'm like, yeah. yo. Yo, this nigga actually a shooter. Got that Ray Ray body on him, he, dog. He, he, he'll let the bitch go. He will. Even though with that Ray Ray body, that nigga finger got pinched in the fucking, you know what I'm saying? The amateur shit, nigga. You wasn't ready. But. Nigga killed his daddy. He'll kill anybody. Facts. Now, that's a fact. Um, But he do it poorly. That's what. And you could see when he went over to Tamika's that anything he do is trash. If we really want to if we really want to be technical, he got three bodies because he kind of helped kill Kanan. Set it up. You set it up. And, and then when Cannon needed help, he let him stay yeah, out there and die. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at it that way, he got four bodies because he watched Raina get killed when a nigga was looking for him, and he was standing right there. Could have yeah. stepped out and not let his sister get shot. Yeah, but he, he, like, literally had, like, he on purpose let 50 stay out there. Yeah. He, he let Raina get killed, nigga. Reek low-key trash. So... That nigga Reek was like, yo, do you want me to take care of it? She was like, nah, I'm going to call Method Man. Like, don't trip. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. I'm going to call him, and I'm going to just tell him, call the subpoena off. And then she goes, I call the shots now. Ma'am, you are locked the fuck up. And you have no clue what's going on out here. You can't even handle yourself in prison. Nigga, <laughs> like, because right now we still don't know why you're trying to make friends with the birth control lady. Man, that fucking storyline that ran this fucking course. That it's yeah. over. Like, we... Oh. And I'm also trying to figure out how is guards in the women's side of the prison moving to the men's side of the prison to tell to how to... Sh- like, it's just wild, because they usually aren't that... Well, this is a, this is, this is a county lockup. It's all MCC, but I'm like, 
nigga, the women's and men shouldn't be so close that this one guard could just walk a fucking phone and plan B over there. But whatever, dog. So then Sax met up with his niece at the little bubble tea spot. She explained and everything that she tried to do. Like, yo, I seen the nigga at the party. I ain't really learned much, but I've been fucking his roommate. So I'm hearing things. So that nigga, Sax told her straight up. I'm trying to prove that Tariq and Tasha are paying for their lawyer, who's expensive as fuck, with dirty money. Because right now, I don't know how else he can afford that when Tasha ain't got no money and he in college. Mind your business. So she was like, well, look, I'm fucking his roommate and I ain't learned a lot, but I did hear Reek grandma call one time and ask him for some money. They was like, that's odd for a college student. That's usually the other way around. How much did the grandma get? From Goat's Will. Because she was the only one that got cash at the Will reading. I feel like he left her like 100K or some shit. Not, not nothing ridiculous. It wasn't nothing ridiculous, but I feel like she shouldn't be asking Reek for no money at this point. Like, Goat's been... He just got buried two episodes ago. Like, you shouldn't need money from your grandson that quickly, dog. And you know your grandson ain't got no fucking money. Allegedly. Then we go to class, dog. Now we in here with this nigga Tank St. Patrick. He mad at Reek because Reek ran in class late again, as usual. And Reek ran up there. Not only did he come in class late, but then he took his paper to the front. That was due. So Dog told him, like, yo, a 15-page paper was due at the beginning of class, and now you're shit 25, nigga. Yo, this too much power, dog. Fam. Like, like this college, like, dog, what the fuck is you? Like, you can't just be a, a weird-ass dictator. Like, nigga, the paper is the paper, dog. Here's my thing, though. If attendance is 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 factored into my grade, then factor that shit in. Fam, you can't make me do another ten pages, dog. Here's my thing about the ten pages, dog. Reek apparently did them shit with all the other shit he was doing today, bro. Mid in the in the same day, my nigga. Come on, like it's certain shit that I can't look over, no matter how I suspend my mind, bro. It wasn't, it wasn't even the next day yet, dog. My nigga, there's no way he wrote ten additional pages in this day. He couldn't even be on time with the first 15, nigga. And then he pulled up on dog by lunch with an extra 10. Like, come on, my nigga. Help me understand. I don't get it. Uh, Tank hit that yo, nigga with he, that bullshit he, speech. He, he told the fuck out of him. He needed to hear that statement. Yeah, yo. Tank hit him with the, yo, as black men on this campus, um, we play a role and your behavior reflects poorly on me as your teacher. Hey, yo, check this out, homeboy. Hey. I shot my dad. I don't need another one. That nigga said, fam, do your job. Stop trying to be my father. Granted, up until that very sentence or that very, like, scene, I never felt like dog was trying to be Reek dad. I mean, he always got these moral, yo, we need to do this and we need to, I'm not changing this. I want you to be your true self and this and that. Like, nigga, who mm-hmm. the fuck is you? Don't tell me who the fuck I'm going to be. That shit was just, yeah. What's the point of these teachers, dog? I literally don't get it no more because I don't care about dog book. I think it's all to to bring up a book, uh, an obscure book reference that basically reference how um, Tariq is ghost and, or he's sorry for killing his dad or like how he's both. You know, every week it's this new book reference yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of takes over or whatever. And like the only way they can bring that out is they have a, a, a professor or somebody to, to say it. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea why they there at all. So in this one, we got a little bit of book reference, but Reek came in class and cut dog off mid sentence. But where I thought they was trying to um, 
get into their reference bag this week was Enrique's paper, right? After the, so Dog went and met up with his publisher. His publisher is another black dude who apparently they worked together since they first did the book one. And Dog told him straight up, yo, if your next book ain't successful, if it's a flop like book number two, we dropping you, my nigga. That's just the facts. What he said was that, of course. Yeah. Uh, hey man, uh, your book was so good that I got I got in tight with the white folks. Yeah, and um, we high class over here, and you the lowest nigga on the totem pole. Facts and emphasis on nigga. So brother, we gotta be twice as better as the white people, or I'm not fucking with you. No Same more. shit you telling Reek. I'm telling you, nigga, be better. Cause right now you turning in that weak ass shit like that second book reflects poorly on me, nigga. Get this weak shit out of here. So while they talking, Reek came in there, seen dog in the corner, was like, "Yo, your TA told me I could find you here. I finished them papers, dog. Here you go." So when dog went and took a look at Reek paper later, it was a sentence in there where Reek said, "Sacrificing your greatest treasure." Without thinking about the consequences and focusing instead on making another person happy may not make sense to the average person. But I believe sacrifice for the people we love is a part of life. Sometimes it's the only thing to be proud of. The only thing we've done right. They, I'm thinking that the little reading in this episode is Tasha being willing to sacrifice herself. We're going to get to that in a minute. But then Reek also trying to sacrifice himself. Like they each trying to sacrifice or ghosts sacrificing everything for y'all family. For his family. Huh. Y'all didn't give a fuck. He'll never get credit for that, though. But, yeah, either way, I just thought that whole little angle, like, with Tank and uh, the book published. Like, it's just weak, dog. Like, we don't care enough or know enough about this nigga's book, about the fucking success of the first book and then the flop of the second one. And the relationship with the curly head teacher is just mad fucking unnecessary. All that shit is unnecessary, bro. Oh, what else we had going on? Tasha called Reek. Davis said he will not fuck. Oh, yeah. Tasha met up with Reek or with uh, Davis. He came down to the prison and he told her straight up, nigga, I'm not dropping this shit. So sorry. Like Tamika's going to subpoena or be subpoenaed and she's going to testify. Like, nigga, we're bringing her on the stand. It's the only way to get you out of prison. And she was like, but I'm the client. That nigga said, do you want to go home? I'm the lawyer, nigga. Nigga, this is my record. And that's so going back to what Curly Head said. Yo, nigga, a win for him ain't necessarily a win for his client, nigga. Like, yeah, you might win and go home, Tasha, but that nigga's going to put your son in jail if necessary to get you the fuck out. Uh, Your son ain't my client. That was a bar at the end of the episode because he really not, though. Uh, Drew. Da, 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 da. Oh, Tasha called Reek. She was like, "Yeah, I told that nigga Davis." Um, oh shit. Matter of fact, fuck all that. Tasha had told Reek Davis not fucking um removing the subpoena. Tamika's still gonna testify, and she was like, "Look, handle it." Reek goes, "Well, look, fuck it. If she testify, I'll take the charge if necessary. I'm with it. I don't care. As long as you get out, I don't care." And she was like, no, Reek, why don't you go down there and talk to her? Convince her not to take the stand. Reek like, how the fuck am I going to do that? Okay, I go down there. And he was like, but what if she still say she going to go up there? She was like, make her listen. Nigga, Tasha. This nigga didn't even have a gun a week ago and didn't know how to get one. 
He had to go to the old laundromat to get a fucking pistol, nigga. Now he on some go down to a fucking attorney's crib and threaten her. Who gave her the address? How did Reed get to her fucking crib? Let's talk about it. He don't got no Uber. He don't got an Uber. She even said when he got down there, like, oh, you a long way from Stansfield. So it's I'm, a long metro bus or something. Yeah, she said. So I'm like, she then in Brooklyn or somewhere in Jersey or some shit. Uh, Reek went over there. Nice ass house, by the way. Great crib. It's beautiful. He walked in. She said, you want something to drink? That nigga Reek say, uh, I'll take a water. That's fine. So she go pour the fucking water. While she doing that, this nigga Reek pull a gun out of his book bag and put it in his coat pocket. He getting ready to fucking... Shooter for nothing, nigga. I'm rolling my fucking eyes bro. so fucking hard. Bro. I'm like, dog, if you don't bro. get the fuck out of here, you ready dog. to shoot her, dog? What you gonna do? You gonna put it? You gonna you gonna put a little uh that Elmer Fudd gun out and say what? Bitch, don't testify, please. Reek voice to crack like a motherfucker. If he, please don't testify against my mom. Now, granted, we know that nigga a shooter, <laughs> but but just my thing too, my nigga. Right now, you done walked in her crib, you done knocked on the door, you done touched shit. Footprints, all like nigga, come on, bro. You getting shot. caught? He had a shot her, and then Davis would have seen him leaving. Oh my god, I kind of want that to happen. That'd be I mean, lit. I thought it was gonna happen, um, or that he was gone. Even if he had like pulled the joint on her and then heard Davis and had to run out of there or some shit. Like I thought Davis was gonna hear something when he walked up. So we talking to her. She finished pouring his water. She go take him to water. That nigga Reek say, "Oh no, I'm straight, bitch. You just had me pour you a whole fucking cup of water." Come on, bro. And while they talking, he got his hand on the gun in his pocket, ready to do whatever. She say, no, nah, I'm still testifying. But then Davis come knocking on the door on bullshit. He talking about he's scared of Tommy. And he out here by himself. Yeah, she like, uh, your mom already said that Tommy was the shooter. So why are you scared to get up there and say it? He like, because she in a women's prison. She protected. She'll be fine. Then she brought up like, when nigga... Sax told me he saw you or you saw him. That yeah. means you was there. What time was you there? Why do it matter? Yeah. It matters because boom, 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 boom. Here come fucking Davis. So he like, hey, Tamika, you home? I know you in there. He on there mad aggressive at the door. She like, go hide. I'll get rid of him. And I was like, wait, are you on Reek's side now? Like, because Reek is paying this Reek lawyer that he paying for it. I don't know your house. Go hide where? <laughs> Go hide. Uh, I'd have been stealing all her shit, it. nigga. I'd have been all up in her bed when she was done, nigga. Comfortable as hell watching TV. Reek said fucking and left, though, nigga. That nigga dipped out the side door. He ain't want no smoke for real. And while he was on the side door, um, Brayden texted him. Like, yo, where the fuck is you at, nigga? 911. He yeah. said 911, whatever the, whatever the location was. Emergency, come to the frat house, nigga. Shit going crazy over here. So he left. He went back to the fucking birthday party. When he get to the party, it's hype. It's his surprise party. Brayden was at the liquor store earlier. He been with Sax niece all day buying liquor. She been asking him mad questions about Reek. Nigga. She know when we record. That's my issue <laughs> with her. Is she do this weekly and she know when we record, nigga. I'm a fight. I've told her that before, nigga. Um, but the nigga Reek, while he at the party talking to Brayden, 
Sack's niece asking mad questions like, hey, Tariq, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing? Where you been? Where you came from? Da, da, da. And while they talking, Brayden, little drunk-ass brother, his older brother, the head of the frat, he comes in, bumps into Reek, spilled a bunch of liquor over him shit. So Reek go upstairs to go get cleaned up. While he go away, Sack's niece talking to Brayden. She like, man, why was Reek acting like that? He was going to beat your brother's ass. Like, he rich, ain't he? So there was a conversation that Sax had with his his niece earlier, and she was telling him all the shit that she yeah, did, and she man. was like, "Nigga, you gonna get me arrested?" Like, yeah, he was like, "Look, I said observe and report. I ain't say talk to nobody. I definitely ain't say start fucking his roommate. Like, you wildin', nigga." But he was like, "Look, all I need you to do is learn more information, nigga. But don't talk to nobody." She took that as wild the fuck out, uh, slip a Mickey. She did. She started doing illegal shit for all this shit is illegal anyway, but she started like committing crimes. So when Reek go upstairs to fucking clean up, she asking Brayden all these questions and shit like, ain't Reek rich? He don't got to be a thug. Why he acting like a thug finna fight your brother? So Brayden like, bitch, shut up. Like, damn, you've been asking questions about this nigga all day. You trying to figure out his whereabouts. I don't know what the fuck you want with Reek, but this shit getting weird. So he was like, hold my drink. I'm about to go check on my dog. And, nigga, when I get back, you better shut the fuck up, period, point blank. When he go check on Reek, she go make him a drink, but she put the fucking drugs in it. Nigga slipped a Mickey to my dog. She was trying to get the nigga to relax and be cooler answering her questions and shit. But as you could have fucking guessed, Braden passed his drink off to Reek. I'm not drinking up. Never mind. I'm not drinking up for nobody. My man not handing me a cup that he was drinking and I'm minimum, I'm not keeping it. Like, even if he say, oh, this shit good, try this. I'm not taking that nigga drink. That's just not happening. But Brayden came back downstairs. Reek was talking to Diana. Diana and Drew and uh, Zeke popped up at the party. Uh, he got both his girls there. Yeah. Diana talking to him at first. She down there to kick that Mary J game to this nigga Reek. And uh, she had told him, like, or Mary J told Diana Nigga, get all the girls out the way and make Reek yo nigga. So Diana tried doing that shit. It ain't work, dog. Got hold. Sorry. She came in. At first, I thought Reek was going to hold her because of Lauren. Reek was on her before Lauren even walked in the party, nigga. Diana walked up. She like, so I'm about to go get a drink. You want to pour me one? That nigga Reek was like, shit, the table over there pour itself. She was like, well, all right, at least walk over here with me so Zeke teammates don't try to talk to me. Reek like a dog hose, not one. <laughs> like <laughs> all hoes, nigga. Like Reek really was dogging Diana ass. So that nigga was like, all right, fine, dog. I'll walk over here with you. So they go over there. She trying to talk to this nigga. She like, yeah, I wish you would have told me it was your birthday. I would have brought you a gift. He like, man, I don't even really fuck with my birthday like that. She like, well, damn, nigga. Like, why you mad at me? Like, why you coming at me like that? Then Lauren walk in, and that nigga lit the fuck up. Brayden ran over there like, yo, I knew your girl was coming. Like, fuck, who the fuck is this Diana bitch? Get rid of her, nigga. Lauren here. Oh, Lauren. This uh, Zeke cousin. Zeke cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Reek was in his bag, dog. That nigga said, yeah, Lauren, this Zeke cousin, man. Uh, hey, Zeke cousin, you good? All right, me and her out. Nigga threw Put his arm around, around Lauren. Dipped off. Nigga. Hold your dumb ass. You ever been on a party? Yes. Both of them was there? Seven. Woo! Uh, you was on your uh, Bill Bellamy, nigga. <laughs> How you get out of that? I did not. Okay. Well, well clean. Well, no. Clean. Scaven. Clean scaven. No, 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 no injuries. Man, man. Love to hear it. Awesome. I love to hear it. 
Let Dame tell it. I got a I got a death wish. Yeah, that's Reek playing it close. Uh, Cause here's the thing, Diana could fight. I just got a feeling she could scrap. She give me scrap vibes. She give me knife vibes. Yeah, and I mean, I had a whole racist show criteria, but I ain't gonna make it. Um, <laughs> Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean Tejada's nigga. They got a whole black ass family named Tejada. Like nobody in there even looks like they have whatever the dad is, but whatever. Anyway, um, Rico the fuck out Diana. He took Braden little doctored up drink. Went maybe, upstairs with Lauren. Maybe Drew. Drew could be somebody kid. But how you get two dark skinned kids, Mary? <laughs> Married to a whole Puerto Rican nigga. <laughs> you got Kane and Diana. And Kane and Diana came out. They must be somebody else, baby. That like, oh man, she, he just raised them. That's probably what it is. <laughs> so that nigga Reek went upstairs with uh with Lauren. They go kick it, and the niggas trying to like spit some game, but that little pill hitting him right. Whatever the fuck the niece putting in the drink is starting to hit him up, and uh, then that nigga was like. Now his game improved when he drunk. <laughs> he was getting in a bag. He was like, "Yo, why you, why you fucking with that weak ass nigga Malcolm?" <laughs> dog? Like, hey, I'm like, "Yo, Rick." I, I, he I, was dirty macking the shit out of Malcolm, but I liked it though, like, nigga. He, like, you know he weak. <laughs> nigga said, "Dog, you know how much better you could do than that nigga Malcolm." Like, what the fuck is a Malcolm, nigga? That shit rhyme with talcum, nigga. You ever put talcum powder on your shit, nigga? Dirty ass Nick Like he was going to fuck in And Lauren was feeling it She was like true I can do better And that nigga was like Man give me a kiss But he was getting too fucked up She thinking he a lightweight And he drunk Whole time nigga been drugged So I right, This is where I had a problem Real quick real quick I know where you going You gotta know bro You chilling with a girl She drinking You could tell something A little off with her But you thinking she just drunk Then mid sentence She just passed the fuck out I thought that was a horrible acting job, by the way. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Reek's acting in this episode. Um, the drunker he got or higher, whatever, it got bad. Um, they was trying to have him be Ghost from them two episodes we got of Ghost being drunk. <laughs> you remember when Ghost gripped up the fucking uh, pastor dude, Pastor Mastodon? <laughs> he was Ali and shit. So Reek passes the fuck out, and Lauren just got up and left. Uh, she said, Tariq, Tariq. Gone. All right, bye. Ma'am, wow. ma'am, we in a white frat house. I clearly ain't a member of the frat. And we in somebody's room. And you just left me passed out because you thought I was too drunk? Because when they was getting ready to kiss, she stopped him and was like, no, nah, you drunk. It shit, I don't even want to do it like this. Like, yeah, I'm cool uh, cheating on Malcolm. That ain't the issue, but I be not s- when you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga reek like, bitch, drunk is the best way to do it, nigga. It's when I'm in my bag. But then she just left the nigga sitting there, dog. I, why? How? So when she leave out the room, here comes Sack's niece. She ran in there. At first, I didn't know what the fuck was finna happen. She went in there. She grabbed Reek's phone because he like in and out. He ain't fully passed out yet. She grabbed his phone, unlocked it with his face, and then she turned his location on and sent it to her. So now she can figure out where Reek going because one of the things she said um, or found out from Braden was Reek be disappearing a lot. Like he go to school, he go to class, but in between classes, that nigga don't be on campus. I don't know what the fuck be going on. Like he just be out a lot. I got bitches. And nigga, you go to school in the middle of New York. 
it's I mean, I'm taking Stansfield as being akin to like a NYU. It's just in the middle of the city, dog. Like if I leave campus and I'm randomly in like Tribeca or some shit like that, that's fine, nigga. <laughs> like like Braden, have you forgot that I'm a drug dealer? Braden, you sell drugs with me, bro. Like what what you want me to do? And from this episode I gathered Braden built the app. That's kind of what he made it seem like. Like, yo, nigga, you ain't giving me my credit for this app that I'm helping you with. Like, I know either he, way, you he, involved. He recruited all the sellers. Brayden, you know we sell dope, right? Nigga, like, I'm, let's just keep that real, nigga. I'm out doing shit, nigga. So, Denise came in there. She turned on the fucking location real quick. Then she got the fuck out. When she was leaving, Brayden brother seen her leaving. He like, yo, what you in my room for? You fucking a nigga? He walked in there like, oh, you fucked Tariq. First, you fucked my brother, little sister, or my brother, girlfriend. Now you trying to sleep in my room. And he picked Reek up and threw that nigga on the floor. I didn't get the aggression, but I was like. Well, Reek had already hold him earlier. Earlier, he, yeah. Because he, he bumped him and spilled some shit on him. So I guess that's. It was just kind of weird because it was like, damn, nigga, like, they going to let Reek just get fucked up. But he threw him out the room. Reek got up. And carried his drunk ass on somewhere. While all of this is happening, Drew bumped into his little boyfriend from last week. I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm you can miss me with this storyline too. I don't get it. I don't get See, it. It's unimportant. It. It's unimportant. He bumped into Doggy, tried to hug Dog. Dog said, "Oh yeah, what up, my nigga?" Tried to dab Drew. Drew was like, uh, "Okay, what's up, Dan? You was sucking my dick last week. Now I can't get a hug." Scary fucking times, nigga. You have a girl suck your dick and not give you a hug when she's seen you in public? No. <laughs> I may have not gave her. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That was fucking oh, funny, man. man. Oh, while they doing all of that, apparently at some point this nigga Zeke left the party and went to the damn coffee house. When and why this nigga left, I have no idea. But the nigga pulled up, walked into the little diner coffee house spot, and he seen the freaky sex addict professor. He walked in on her and was like, yo, what's good? I ain't seen you in a minute, ma. He started opening up, going through some shit. I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to be fruitful. And I'm nah. like, yo, it's too late at night. He uh, making googly eyes. Yeah, it got real fucking weird. She was making the little come hither eyes and shit. And then that's when I guess they shut down the coffee spot or wherever they was at because it was empty. They was sitting at the bar. It was empty as fuck. And then Jabari calling her the whole time. So she had went to see Jabari earlier. The nigga had writer's block. He was ordering some fucking shoes when he should have been writing on his book or working on his book. Jabari tried to hit on her. He like, yo, I need you to be my muse. Like, come in here. I need something to write about. She like, nigga, you can't write about me, bro. Write something different, nigga. Nigga. So she left that nigga Jabari, but Jabari had made her a little horny because he was trying to fuck and take advantage of her sex addiction. So her horny button was already pressed, nigga. She ran into Zeke at the coffee spot. They shut it down. Jabari kept calling. So every time she looked at her phone, Zeke seen her get hornier. Then that nigga was like, you know what? I'm a fuck. And he took Basically. her to the bathroom and that nigga fucked. Awkward sex scene between her and a child. Watch it come back on her that she fucked that nigga. Zeke seemed like he be telling, dog. 
He looked loud to me, nigga. I don't know why. He just not, he's not smart. He's not smart at all. I feel like it's gonna come back out. Like he either gonna try her again and she gonna be like, yo, that shouldn't happen, and he gonna feel hold or something. I don't know. Or he gonna do some little for clout shit and just say, like, I fucked the teacher, and it's gonna come out that he fucked her. Jabari gonna find out about it. Everybody gonna find out. It's gonna be weird. She gonna lose her job. He gonna get Z gonna get kicked out of school. So then it's gonna be like, well, shit, if he ain't here, it's no it's no reason for you to be here, um, mm. Tariq. Mm. On the selling drugs tip mm. Or The school tip Or she gonna lose her job And then she gonna hit Reek up Like yo can I get a pack I'm gonna work for you now Alright well, you know And I be fucking Reek gonna be like word Do what you gotta do sometimes Word Oh what else happened He seen the sex addict professor They fucked He drank all the punch Reek When Reek out. was leaving He ran into Diana Diana pissed Cause nigga you hold my life Drew talking to his little uh, Down low boyfriend Zeke then left me at the party dolo Now I'm just sitting on the porch waiting on my ride Nigga so Reek bumped into her She got an attitude He like yeah that's crazy man But he still fucked up so when he sat down He didn't peep She pulled the fucking gun out that nigga pocket Like or no out of his book bag He had put it back in the bag She pulled it out the bag he didn't notice it and then Reek like, yo, well, if you mad, nigga, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. And at some point between this time seeing Reek and the next time we seen that nigga, he changed clothes and put on a whole fucking suit and trench coat. Because the next time we saw him, this nigga is dressed and at Raina fucking uh, gravesite, bro. What the fuck is going on, bro? He lost his coat, too, and his book bag. Like. When did he do all of this, dog? Like, I was so fucking confused, nigga. Uh, what else? Uh, Tank St. Patrick stole Reek whole paper. He was reading Reek shit. He got writer's block. Then at some point, that nigga just said, fuck it, I'm about to plagiarize shit out Reek. And he started writing his book based off Reek paper. That's crazy. My nigga, how you think you're going to get away with that, bro? Reek going to pull up on him. Nigga. And watch his next shit going to be a bestseller. All that, and Reek gonna find out, and it's gonna be crazy. Reek at Raina gra uh, gravesite, he talking to her, he like, yo, I miss you, and he's slurring, he doing a ghost, like, I can't believe I ain't seen you in so long, I got you killed, I miss you, it's my fault, it should have been me. I really miss my, my sister, <laughs> even though you're gone away. Uh... God damn I miss my Raina Nigga How did you feel about this whole scene When he shifted from Raina gravesite to ghost And that whole shit he was saying to ghost It was stupid Well I mean it's not that it was stupid It was kind of Reek got no accountability dog Cause he went over there and he was like He talking to ghost gravesite they're right next to each other Yo you lied to everyone And asked for the truth And that's something you've never given anyone Ma's in jail because of you Because she took the weight you never would The one that was The the weight that I was gonna end up taking because You shot a nigga Fam. Cause you got your sister killed Yeah No, All this is because you don't wanna take the weight For yeah. something that you did Your sister got killed cause you Stood there and watched her die when Rayway was looking for you You could've just been like yeah And he would've known somebody Boom. was out he here He looked to the right, ran it run, he chased you Nobody gets killed, nigga. God bless. So that nigga, like, you were in the way, so I had to. I had to do it. You're the only one who understands. I did what you would have done. 
magically, the whole time he having this little pseudo confession, Sax is standing there recording this nigga. Sax, really? Really? <sighs> and Sax knew who he was because of the GPS. Because of the, the like, it's this shit's so obvious, dog. Reek woke up the next morning, he got a hangover. Braden walked out the bathroom. He irritated, but they didn't even let you see him being irritated before Reek was like, yo, you got something you want to get off your chest? I'm like, nigga, they ain't even showed Braden face. Nigga just came out from pissing, dog. And Braden like, yeah, nigga, uh, I don't really like, I don't really feel like you appreciate what I be doing for you, dog. They got into a little argument. Threw you, you know, a dog-ass party. Night. You don't like, yeah, they got into it about his brother and shit, and then Reek just being kind of pissy or whatever. Nigga, like, you don't appreciate what I do for you, dog. You don't appreciate what I did with this app. Like, come on, my nigga. I'm better than that. The nigga Reek was like, look, dog, all right, you want to know? And you don't ever tell me shit. Yeah, you don't tell me shit. You don't tell me where you be going, who you be talking to. Like, what is you doing, bro? Because I ain't giving you my plug, nigga. And the nigga told him, fam, plausible deniability, bro. Like, you don't need to know where I'm going and what I'm doing. Because they're going to interrogate you and you're going to fold. So but he like, well, it'll be a lot easier not to fold if I knew what I might fold about. Like, nigga, you don't understand the concept of what I'm telling you right now, bro. So the nigga Reek just gave in quick as shit and was like, all right, man. So it's a family out in Queen. It's Monet, Lorenzo, Kane, Drew, and Diana. Fam, how you snitch on the whole plug, bro? He like, look, Monet is the queen. Uh, Lorenzo is the king. Drew is the bishop. That whole, is the knight. Nigga. Whole organizational chart. Bro, why did you just tell Brayden everything about everybody? And then that nigga like, oh, yeah, and uh, they all Zeke family, but don't tell Zeke. He don't need to know. My nigga, Brayden ain't need to know. Oh, fuck, did you just tell this nigga everything, dog? That shit was trash as fuck. Then... Diana, she back home talking to Monet. Monet like, yo, what did you learn? Why Diana keep, or Monet keep sending kids up there to learn shit about Reek? She like, so what did you learn? Monet like, look, I ain't really learned shit about the nigga, but I stole his gun, though. So, there's that. And then she got mad. Bam, she like, you know, he gonna start looking for his gun and realize you took it. You know, you brought heat down on his family, right? Like, bitch, you this scared of Reek? Come on, dog. He got two bodies. <laughs> Nigga. We only seen how many people we seen Kane kill. Woo! Oh, so Reek thug harder than Kane, I'm nigga. Kane only bust in the air, nigga. They, they, he, I seen him chop up a body. Facts. I seen him shoot a nigga in the stairway. They neck and neck. So they got two bodies each, dog. So Diana told this nigga, um, you know, I got his gun. I tried to get at him. I tried all your tricks, but it didn't work. She was like, see, your pussy whack. That's basically what Monet told her. Like, you couldn't get nothing out of him. Your pussy whack as fuck. Uh, while they doing all that, Brayden brother broke into Reek and Brayden room and stole some pills. Where y'all going? Like, what's this going to be about? Now you stole the work and now you short for, for the re-up. And he didn't steal all of the work, which, like, let me know. Like, like why would you hide the drugs there? And... Why does he know exactly where it was at? Well, they they talk about that in a in a um in a previous episode when they went through the house. It was like, yo, this is a fam- mm. a spot where our mm-hmm. family hides a lot mm-hmm. of shit. So, fam, it's not a good hiding spot when you know your brother runs the damn campus and your family, in general, has access to this room, nigga. Like, yeah, not smart at all, dog. Um, Reek went over to go see Monet. For what I don't really fucking know. He walked in there. 
Kane patted the nigga down. And then she hit him with the whole, like, so why you ain't tell me about Drew? And that nigga was like, look, nigga, I don't know what the fuck you and Drew got going on. I don't know what you know about how he live and vice versa. So I wasn't going to say shit. It wasn't my place. And she like, oh, okay. And that nigga was like, she say, well, which one of my kids can I trust? And nigga said, me, nigga. Yep. She was like, my, my nigga. nigga. I mean. Whole time Kane getting mad, though. Yeah, she made Kane give him a gun. And then she was like, Kane, give him your burner. Because, obviously, Reek doesn't have a gun on him. They took it. He don't even realize his gun gone yet. So when Kane pat him down, he ain't find shit. So she was like, look, you crazy as fuck being out in these streets ass naked. I also had you pat him down because I never thought you was the type of nigga that had the burner on you. So Facts. now I, now I think about, you got burners. Now you got to worry about a nigga like you shooting me and shit. So she like, look, Kane, get a nigga your burner. Kane get mad like the fuck this little bitch ass nigga don't even know how to shoot it yo real quick dog Kane nigga why we ain't getting a lot of him we ain't got shit but like two sentences out of this nigga in a couple fights and that's it what's gonna be his story I don't know but I feel like he is way more interesting than every other kid on this bitch I feel like they could have spent more time in Kane's story than the, the professor's 1,000%, 1,000%, bro. I don't even need to press Because here's the thing. His story, no matter what, is ultimately going to be way more interesting and related to the story than them two professors, dog. Like you It's about have, drugs, not can, sex. You can have the professors on the show, but if you just kept them in the professor role and not went through their sex life and a, and a relationship of life, yeah. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. You're just a reoccurring Like character. they do with the white professor. We ain't got into that nigga's sex life and his books and all that shit. So, yeah, dog, they wasting this nigga Kane through five episodes because I feel like, one, he's one of the better actors on this motherfucker, and two, I just want to see, like, what the fuck is his character? Because clearly him and Monet starting to have power struggles. He don't like her telling him what to do. He don't like the direction the family going. That nigga want to kill, kill, kill and just turn up on niggas. And right now, Monet not telling him he lit. So, you don't tell a nigga he lit, I don't know what the fuck you going to do. Uh, do 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 do. She went to go see this nigga. Oh, so then this nigga, uh, Method Man pulled up on Sax. He said, "Look, I ain't gonna have Sax or Tamika testify, but when I went to talk to her, she did tell me that you was that truth, my nigga. So now that I know that, how about this?" Drop the charges and we'll make this whole shit go away. Don't nobody got to know you was down there. You don't get in trouble. Sax was like, well, look, Tasha is trying to take a plea. Meth say, how you know that? Sax say, nigga, a couple guards heard her on the phone last night. She left you a voicemail trying to take a plea. So, Tasha, you got this whole burner in your cell, but you made the official call to your lawyer to announce out loud you was taking a plea on the payphone. Come on, Tasha. You talk to Reek every day quietly on the burner and don't nobody hear you. But now you out in public like, yo, plea deal. Don't make no sense. Come on, Tasha. So the nigga Sachs was like, look, I know she want to take a plea and had his whole shit go away. But I also know why. Because Reek killed ghosts. And then he showed Meth the video that he filmed down at the cemetery and shit. And nigga Meth was like. not a confession. It wasn't a confession. When you heard it back, it definitely was like, nigga, all he said was, I had to do it. Had to do what? Could have done anything, my nigga. So Meth was like, look, how about this? We go to trial, subpoena Tamika. When I put her on the stand, nigga, I'm going to make her confess that you was there. 
and that you saw Reek. And then we gonna put him on the stand, and I'm gonna let you cross examine that nigga, and you do what you gotta do, bro. Sax was like, "Yo, Reek, 18 now. He might get the needle." Nigga, Meth said, "I don't give a fuck. He not my client, nigga. I still get the dub. I get Tosh out. Reek could go to hell. We gonna nigga. set this nigga up on a silver platter." So, right now, you can see it coming, dog. They gonna put this nigga Reek up there. They basically about to swap Reek and Tosh out. Reek gonna fucking get arrested or get put on trial. Something's gonna happen to Reek. Tasha gonna get out because she can't spend this whole season in prison or in MCC. They gonna figure out a way to get her out. It's gonna implicate Reek. Then the whole rest of the shit is gonna be Sax trying to bring down Reek the same way he was trying to bring down Ghost. They giving us to play a mile away, man. Thanks. I don't like it. I don't like it because this is too obvious now. Because the other thing is we know that no matter what, just like it took Ghost four seasons to ever get arrested, Reek's not going to fucking really get arrested, dog. Like, they're never going to catch this nigga doing shit. Never. Y'all ain't even built him up to be even, the... He don't even touch drugs. Nigga. I mean, besides picking it up. Yeah. And I can have somebody else pick it up. They going to blame the app on Braden. Like, nothing's ever going to come back to Reek for real, for real, dog. And they don't have enough to really get this nigga on the murder of his daddy, so... All in all, dog, weak-ass fucking mid-season finale. And I only say weak because it didn't need to be a mid-season finale. Like, that wasn't enough of a cliffhanger to keep me like, oh, I can't wait for December, bro. It just didn't do it, man. Y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Um, hit us up at thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com with your voice notes, with your Blackberry letters. Hit us on the socials at This Week in Culture. Join in on the conversation. Tell us how y'all felt about Power Episode 5, the mid-season finale of Ghost. Was y'all feeling it? Was y'all not? What was y'all ratings? We gave it a two and a half. And uh, yeah, man, December we'll be back with this shit. In the meantime. Possibly. Possibly. Because I'm definitely canceling that star subscription quickly, getting my $8.99 back. And uh, in the meantime, y'all let us know y'all thoughts. Hit us up. This Week in Culture, episode 125. We out.